What's up, everybody? It's been years, but we're back. Episode 13, Assholes and Headphones podcast. Pat gave me an amazing album called The Artist in the Ambulance by the band Thrice. And Ryan blew my dick off <laughs> with Terror from the Red by Poison the Well. So sit back. This takes you back to 2002 and 2003. It's a good 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Some we of you maybe weren't even alive. And we were like 20 and... Drunk. Heartbroken and drunk. I don't know. <laughs> yep. And by the way, this episode is brought to you by Thompson's Water Seal because we're old now. <laughs> ah. Sit back and relax. True. See ya. United we stand post 9-11, 2002, (laughs) and it's, this is the song of 2002. That's the song, this is the album, this is everything? Everything, I shouldn't say it is the song or album of 2002, it is reminiscent of 2002. I believe, yeah, it is. It is. And the album art, I mean, come on, that's, I feel like I just joined the Air Force. And I just moved to Utah. Yeah, because it's that time. It really is. I just moved here May 2002. I fucking love that style. It's so It's good. all gritty, silhouettes. It's cool. It's just fucking cool, man. But I'm just a kid of the of this time, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, because what I'm I was 20, 20 years old when this came out. Yeah, when was it? 2002. 2002. I was 19. Damn. <clears throat> Depending on, yeah, 19. I'm having a fucking, like, brain, blown brain away moment thing, though, right now. Right, like, right now. Okay. As you press, press that to start this. Okay. Is this album called Tear from the Red? Or is that Tear? So I've been, re- I've been saying Tear from the Red, but based on the lyrical content, it might be Tear. Is that word in the English language spelt the same? It is. Motherfuckers. Why That's do they the do English that? language. That's why these people from the Middle East can't speak God English because it's a crazy language. I never realized that was one of those stupid fucking words. Yeah. They say Chinese is hard to learn. Son of a bitch. Imagine trying to learn English. Yeah. At least the sounds mean different things over there. Here it's like just guessed. Yeah. I don't know. Because right now, perfect fucking time. This could be a tear from the red or a tear from the red. I don't know. I think we should just call I this. I always said tear. Everyone I talked to said tear. I'm going with tear. That's what I was thinking. But I, I was going to say like uh, metalcore post hardcore <laughs> Bayside. Lyrically Bayside. Musically. Uh, yeah. Suck on that. Yuck. I don't Suck like that, that at all. <laughs> I don't fucking like it's that like, at It's all. like the other podcast we did. The other episode for Bayside. <laughs> no. Lyrically. This uh, poor guy had his heart broken, man. man he, he needs did. to get over her. Does he ever say her name? Who this? I don't think so. Or do you think it's one woman or do you think this is multiple breakups? I don't know. I, I, uh, fuck. <laughs> Did I ruin it for you? If it's multiple breakups, then this motherfucker's got a lot of heavy breakups. 
and he doesn't see red flags, like maybe he's going into relationships that he shouldn't be going into. I don't know. God damn it. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact. Sounds a lot cooler than Bayside. No. I, <laughs> I, I'm just, I, it did cross It's my, still cooler. I've just got to fuck it. I can't do that. I'm mostly saying that, it to Dad. fuck with you, but I also <laughs> did go, huh. Remember that time Ryan was giving Bayside shit for yeah. talking about all these breaks? Fucking hell. He didn't put a head on a stake in this, though. So No. Not that far. But uh, pretty pretty emotional. Yeah. So, so was 2002, though. Well, yeah. I mean, I was going through a lot back then. Anybody too. who listened to this was in it. Oh, yeah. So is Botchla a reference to the band Botch? I don't think so. Just curious. I think Botch is a totally different thing. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe it was a... Botchla isn't... Uh, or botulism. I always, I always think about botulism. Yeah. I thought about the botulism first, and then I thought, well, Botch is kind of like a little bit in this kind of genre. Maybe God, paved I the way. I haven't listened to Botch in so long. Yeah. And then... What's the other? Anyway, sorry. That's and then I looked up, uh, I was looking up some lyrical content, just doing a little internet research on these guys. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I found a, somebody else that goes, do you think Botchler's a throwback to Botch? I was like, what the fuck? It's a Matrix moment. Or huh. like a, yeah, like a Matrix moment. I'm like, I was thinking that. See right here. The first thing that comes up, if you just type in Botchler meaning, mm-hmm. because I don't know, like, it's not like a definition. Or it's not a, an actual word, right? No, I don't think it's like think a it weird um, made up shit. Yeah, every actual different uh, dictionary just says the band Poison the Wells song from the album Tear from the Red or Tear from the Red. Interesting. But this <clears throat> song definitions page or the this one thing says, yeah, songmeanings.com says that he told me that Botchla was a girl he met in India. It was really beautiful. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Did We're she probably saying it? it wrong. Botch, botchla. Oh, I'm sure they pronounced it botchla. Batchla. <laughs> Get a hot dog. Like backlava. Backlava. <laughs> not even saying that right. Baklava. Baklava. Yes. I don't like that shit. Have you had nice baklava? Eh, I wouldn't know that it was nice baklava. It's like but flaky it's, yeah, and it's, flaky it's got all the things thing. that I'm like not really big on. I think it's just Flaky so-so. Flaky and crusty. Yeah, that was aside from the point. Anyway. This is a music it's podcast. It's so-so. <laughs> so-so. Fuck. <clears throat> so these guys took me right back. It's always been a band I kn- know of and like listen to casually, very casually. Okay. Um, but the sound is just like I, it's like I listen to them all the time when you listen to this album because it's nostalgic. Yeah. Like it just takes me right back. To that age, that era in life. See, in this one, like, this album specifically, I really dug this one when it came out. And this one stayed in the cycle. I think they had a couple, like, the one right after this or two right after this was more popular. And the there was one before this called Opposite of December. Right. And that one got, a lot, like, a lot of big cult following. It was, like, heavier, you know, and at the time it was big in the scene. And then they had an EP before that that was big too. But this one was like, eh. It didn't really land well with everybody, but for some reason, the ones it did land with were like... This is the shit? This is it. And out of all their albums that really stick, everyone I know that talks or that knows Poison the Well fucking digs this one. 
and they re-released this one on their 20 year too oh yeah nice because of it i think so you come before us or sorry you come before you yeah next album uh ghost chant the first track i listen to that all the time yeah it's in like my a lot of my playlists know that one really well but that album i haven't really like again listened to any of them Mm -hmm. very specifically yeah but i it's definitely more polished it's got like a more produced sound on that one so it's a little more dare i say palatable i don't know sure um i just always like these guys for some reason there was something about the this album specifically as opposed to the other one that you were just talking about i think because of the polishedness of it right they just have this weird kind of like it's just a weird atmosphere. It's almost like gloomy or kind of like, I don't know. There's just something I think weird it's the way they, a lot of it chugs that same kind of junk. It's like the tempo's just slow enough. <clears throat> it's, I don't know that it's drop tuned or anything, but I kind of get what you're saying. Well, in the way it drives. And his a, singing, like, I think it's beautiful, but he's not a good singer. You know no, what I mean? No. Like, he's not a good vocal. Is is If you put it in the the realm of vocalists he's probably flat and sharp and all over the fucking place but the way that he's singing and the way that it works with what they're doing it gives it this weird kind of eerie vibe yeah but it's comfortable for me i don't know it's weird i really like it that's because you're a creep i'm a creep i'm a full-on creep it (laughs) definitely has a um like on his clean vocals there's a some sort of processing filter whatever the hell you call it that yeah. has a very distinctive sound, number one, for that era and that type of I think vocal it was, technique he does. I think it's like three minutes and 20-ish seconds on Turn Down Elliot, the third track. Three minutes, you said? Yeah, like 3.20, 3.25, something like that. It breaks into like, uh, like a, a clean vocal breakdown that would like pretty much show this. See, it's good. No, but I, I don't know it. if it's like. It's I don't not, know if that's on tune. It's not technically good. It's just good. <laughs> technically speaking, some might say it's kind of flat. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. But it, it, if you like this kind of music and you were like in your late teens or your early 20s at this time, a lot of shit Good was like, shit. it was like, yeah. that was like what you were in. Oh, I was into. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Also, the snare drum has got that pop. I'm glad you said something. That's the same snare drum uh, in, you know, of course, <laughs> I can't name a single other one, but that sound, <laughs> that snare sound is like spot on Yeah, for like a five year period in this genre. It is the one. I think it was like a pork pie. That's a pork they, pie. Somebody was trying to do That's a Abe Cunningham from the Deftones. They were trying to <laughs> fucking grab that. Whatever he was doing, they were trying to make that happen. Yeah, that was actually one of my most standout things about the whole album was the snare. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, I think it's on And I love when it goes, moments. Yeah, da, 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 da. when you do like those four. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to count it. I think but, it was on moments of exaggerate. I, I, oh, God damn it. I want to say it's like only a minute in or something, but there's like a double bass. It's really subtle though. I can't remember. Go! 
right. That part right there? Yeah. It's just those little things that for some reason I catch more in this album than I catch in other ones instrumentally. Maybe it's because there's just not that much not that much density to it. No, it's it's <clears> simple. <throat> Guitars are fucking really distorted, but other than that, like... Well, it's funny you should mention that because... Okay. Um, horn, uh, horns and tails. Yeah. Guitars are the acoustic. The, the guitars are absolutely trash in that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is seriously a Walmart children's guitar with the stop the factory uh, strings on it, and it's not even tuned. Oh shit! And I mean, for the record, you're probably not wrong. Those aren't real <clears throat> chords. At one point, there's a couple chords in that song where it like drops down. Yeah, and he plays that chord, and you're like, "What the fuck is it?" It's just a. That's just sound. You did a sound there, bud. That's not like an E minor or an E major or whatever the hell they're called. Okay. You just, he just hit some strings. and He's like, mm, I want to put my finger here. Mm, nailed it. And he was like, well, that guy's not going to be able to hit the right part anyway, singing it. So right. fuck it. It'll be nice. But honestly, probably in the top, it definitely in the top three of my favorite songs. I fucking was driving over here and that was on and I was like, Pat's going to love this song. Totally my fucking jam. I mean, I like it too, but. But the guitar is terrible. I mean, <laughs> it's just the way it is. Objectively, it's terrible. But it's, again, the era, the genre. I know Pieces of You and Me, that one, like, was a hit. Or I don't, I don't know if you'd call it a single. That's the really only have... one I remember. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. That's uh, like this intro. Yeah, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I remember this from yeah. way back. That, like, simple chord progression, I like that throughout. I mean, these guys do that a lot, but it's just like, moving. Right. I just fucking like that shit. It's good. You know, you're going to get pissed, but I'm going to say this. Okay. Um, it is not glass jaw, but it has some glass jaw vibes at times. I'm not pissed at that. Okay. I love glass jaw. I know you really love glass I jaw. I do. <laughs> so I was terrified to even reference glass jaw. Oh, yeah. But. No, it's. And glass jaw, I think uh, everything you wanted to know about silence, that was a little earlier than this, but right around the same time. There's probably like a lot of influence coming from those guys. And I think. He hates women, too. Oh, yeah. Daryl's been fucking hurt. It's because he's got Crohn's. Yeah, poor guy. I feel for the dude. Damn. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> um, no, for some reason, I, d I dig this album, and it's always kind of on the teetered edge of people who like it, people who don't like it. But the people that don't necessarily like this album really don't necessarily like Poison the Well, either. Because it's... They got super fucking weird on their last two albums, by the way. I got they got super like, I don't know if they're going all artsy fartsy, experimental, weird. It just got super atmospheric and slow on one album, and then, mm. I'm gonna have to re-listen to it because I might. Yeah, I'm in a totally to different mindset. I might like it now, but <clears throat> this early stuff was, it was my jam, man. I fucking loved it, but I was only able to possibly see these guys one time. Or I, I did see them one time. It was at a warp tour. Okay. Worst fucking sound you can ever fucking <laughs> because it's a warp it's tour. It's warp tour. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and I hardly remember it because you only get like what 
15 minutes at a warp tour that's or what some sucks shit like, like that. you're waiting for that band you do want to see and you're like yeah. okay cool those are the three really great songs thanks mm-hmm. that was it and that and it sucked and i was in the pit so it was like people and fucking whatever i was trying to have a good time oh those were i remember the days, being though. whatever but then i i've been paying attention to them to come back <clears throat> and they never do and i don't know how true it is but somebody was telling me that they specifically don't do Salt Lake shows. They do not like this place. <laughs> so unless they're on a tour as like a supporting band that really doesn't have any say. Interesting. They will not, not come here. Come to Utah. Fuck Miami. Not Salt Lake, but Utah, Utah in general. Yeah. <sighs> you know what I blame? So, it's the seagulls. Fucking A. It it's is. our state bird. It's the seagulls and it's the arsenic coming out of that fucking lake. That's what it is. No Maybe. one wants to be around it. No. We got toxic dust you know, blowing around. if you just around. slowly integrate yourself into the arsenic, you'll be fine, people. Fine. <laughs> well, fuck those guys for not coming here. Salt Lake's, well, I don't really like Salt Lake, but Utah. Utah's a great, place, a great place, but I could see if you had a couple bad situations. Whatever. It's maybe, a bummer, though. Maybe I do heroin, think it's heroin Bob, maybe they had a run with him. Heroin and, Bob. And some shit went down. <laughs> I don't know. Um... I've never seen them live. I've never really like listened to them, but I would like to say uh, as a whole on this album, if I were to like wrap it up for me, yeah, it's like, isn't it? It's always weird when you there's an album. I I don't love it. It's not mm-hmm. like in my love territory okay. at all. Yeah, and I don't dislike it at all. Um, I like it's just. I think it's more or less just nostalgic. For it's some just reason. there. It's just there. I feel like it's there for a lot of people too. Like it's just. Eh. It's very much like it's good when I'm listening to it. Is it something I'm going to go grab, like uh, seek it out? No, not really. Yeah, but I, I think it's got some legs on it. You know, <laughs> it's got some it's legs. Got some real legs. You got some legs on you, girl. Damn. It's a what? A, turn down, Elliot. What? What do you? Wasn't that? Isn't that a? Uh, what does it exactly mean? Is he? I don't. I don't know. I think it's a reference. Isn't it like a movie? Like a movie reference or something? You would think I all these things I was thinking of earlier, I would have Googled them. But I just figured I'd wait till you were here and I'd just ask you. Huh. Why did Walt turn down Elliot? I don't know. I don't know. That's just one of the things that, <laughs> things that gonna, pops up. I thought you were telling a That's joke. That's weird. I don't know. It's a... Uh, because <clears throat> there's also a... What do they call it? A sample? In that? Uh, in that um, you're talking about on uh, Carsey Street. Yeah. That was kind of a weird. I don't know. I kind of like zoned out when that when when they do a whole track that's just like a <clears throat> sound bite from something. It's Marlon Brando. Is that who it is? Yeah, from Apocalypse. Oh, okay. Random. Yeah. Kind of but random. the cover kind of is apocalypse. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Apocalypse now, I guess. The the con- and in that context, or just since you're saying that, the album doesn't really like to me encompass the lyrical content of this album. It just seems like they're like he's like I want to write a breakup album about a girl, maybe not a breakup <laughs> or album, many. Uh, or many, and then <clears throat> uh, and the I guess he could maybe his world's ending, it's imploding. Maybe that's what he's going for. for that. Cover. I don't know. Am I thinking about it too much? I I think. I mean, no, because I think about shit way too much. <clears throat> so I'm with you there. But 
after thinking about this way too much and coming back, <laughs> I think this was around that time when you just put cool shit on your album covers. Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> I feel like you could just also transpose this on a story of the year album. And it was same shit. Same, same exact thing. I bet story of the year looked at this album cover and was <laughs> like, like, we're going to put that in our video. Copy it. Cause this is the scene where motherfucker does jump kicks. Exactly. But then there's this other version of it. Have you seen that version where it's just flatter? I have not seen that actually. It's just a flatter white. I actually like so, that one better. You like that one better? I do. This one's hmm. like a little more like, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Ooh. Yeah. You have a thing though. Like if it gets too. I need simple. Yeah. If it gets too digitally and crazy, you don't, you don't like that. Shit. I have Asperger's, dude. <laughs> you have to <laughs> you understand. Gotta, you guys got to give it to me simple and straight. Don't bullshit me. Yeah, I got Elon Musk disorder. <laughs> Musk disorder. Can't even say it. <laughs> it's not my fault. I was born this way. Also, my mother has much housing by proxy. So between those two things. That's why you know that so much. Yeah. We talked about that before. Go figure. Go figure. I repeat myself. Coming full circle here, everybody. <laughs> Uh, We've been gone for a minute, listeners, by the way, but we're back. I yeah. I don't know if you noticed. We're talking about Poison the Well, Tear from the Red. Oh, yeah. From 2002. We just talked for 20 minutes. We didn't even say what the hell we were talking about. Yeah. I figured they'd picked it up yeah. by the title and stuff. There are only two albums uh, on the episode, so figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. Okay. And if you can't, damn. You're an idiot. Because the other one's a bit different. Also, this episode brought <clears throat> to you by whatever Ryan just popped open. It's... Out of Pat's freezer. What is this? Oh. It's a ranch water, hard seltzer. Yeah. Meyer lemon. Courtesy of my wife, Billy. Hell yeah. I'll drink the fuck out of it because yeah. it won't give me gout. Hell yeah. Uh, also, I will take a moment to uh, pump up our buddy Dave again. Mm. Uh, Brewhousecoffee.net. Check out his coffee. You What's can, up? Uh, What's up? Find links on uh, Thousand Cranes Tattoo. Yeah, you can come down to 1000 Cranes Tattoo Studio, pick yourself up a bag. Take it home yourself, or you can order it on brewhousecoffee.net, and it will be shipped to your doorstep. And I really enjoy it every time <coughs> I have it at someone else's house that has a coffee grinder, because I am you can get ground. I'm a ten year. Oh, you can get ground. That's you right. can get ground. I didn't. I got the you got the whole bean. I got the whole bean. Shit. And I'm a ten year old. I don't have a coffee grinder. Well, if you got bags that aren't open, bring them down. Swap them because I got. Yeah ground at the shop i'm gonna buy a coffee grinder because it's good co- it's that good i'm gonna go buy a coffee you grinder. should always have it anyway if you like coffee yeah i do i like it now that i've had it also my wiener is bigger no shit yep just from the coffee just in general like a flaccid regular length or uh, are yeah. you just talking like in the morning no all the time <laughs> flaccid erect i can make it erect on middle of the day i go into pee shit it's bigger giant just from the coffee i'm not you know results may vary Huh. Don't sue. Don't sue Dave. Oh, yeah, no. It's going to have different... You know, the at the, the acidity in the different beans oh, yeah. has different things. Might shrink your penis. Yeah. You know, that guy on the label of the surprise, that was Dave at some point. And then life happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Oh, shit. And then it was Brody. And then it was me. No, nah, it was never me. But anyway. He was yeah. too tall. Brewhouse Coffee. Check it out. Yeah. Word up. Anyway, back to the music. Um, back to the music, everybody. We pretty much beat Poison the Well to death. Okay. Well, let's move, move on, on Okay. So <clears throat> I'll introduce this next album. You better, because this one is like, you know, you have your box of stuff, and <laughs> there's, you know, your drawer or your box, 
in your room. Everyone's got one. Even if you say you don't have like a fucking tink, like a trinket box or memories or whatever, you got it somewhere. And Pat's, every single one of them that Pat has, because he's got them in different rooms, (laughs) has a copy of this album in it. Yes. (laughs) Big fan. Or it should. Big fan. Uh, Thrice, the greatest band of all time, as we all know. Uh, the Artist in the Ambulance, would I say it's their best album? I can't choose my favorite child, but it's one of them. <laughs> it's an amazing album. Uh, it is also, believe it or not, as much as I like Thrice, I, Identity Crisis, Solution to Safety, never listened to him. This was my intro to Thrice. The Artist in the Ambulance was your that intro, was intro. In fact, And then you went back. And then I went back and I was like, holy smokes. What have I been missing out on? Yep. And my the first song I ever heard was The Artist in the Ambulance, the title track. Yep. And it was on a DVD my brother, my older brother made. We used to do videos, both of us, and his, his special operations in the military. Huh. And he put this video together of them, like, shooting shit and jumping out of helicopters and airplanes. Yeah. And the song was in it, and I was like, holy fucking shit. What is this? I'll be damned. This is 2003. So, yeah, that was my intro to them. And quite frankly... I actually really still didn't become a really big fan until probably a couple years later still. Shit. So I kind of grew into it slowly. Well, it's a healthy growth. You know, you had to really build your foundation for these guys. You do. I didn't realize how damn good they were. I don't think I appreciated it at first. Like, I don't think anybody did. uh, He's... Because the... Dustin, um, I love you. Yeah, Dustin's an an amazing writer in general. It's not necessarily an amari- or, or an, an amazing like lyricist basically or, or only he's just an amazing storyteller exactly and he has a great way of doing it and the fact that he's he sees the entire picture on things and revisits these ideas later on and things like that i mean stare at the sun and daedalus which happened what three or four albums later well i am the melting point of <clears> wax <throat> Right, but, yeah, isn't it Stare at the Sun, though, that's specifically written from the kid's point of view? Um, I, I'm confusing myself now. As a super fan, I'm embarrassed. Anyway, the story of Icarus, for anybody that doesn't know, the story of Icarus is obviously a Greek mythology story. Oh, it's story. Melting Point of Wax. <clears throat> is it? Yeah. It's one or the other, and we're going to go with Pat here because it's Pat's jam, but either one... Or either way, he writes this story of Icarus from um, Icarus's standpoint in The Melting Point of Wax, which was 2003, probably written in 2002 or who knows when, earlier, when he was younger. And then later on in life, three, four albums later, maybe two, either way, he's a father now. Because there was Visu and and then the Alchemy Index that came out. Which one came first? Water, Earth. I think Fire and Earth. Fire, Earth. Yeah, always mix them. Anyway, it was on one of the Alchemy Index ones. He's late. He's he's older. He's a father. He writes the same story, but from the father's point of view. It's crazy because he has a different, obviously a different outlook on life. I can't believe that when he wrote the first one, he was like, eh. I'm going to do the father's yeah. point of view later wouldn't, wouldn't on. Wouldn't it be cool to think wouldn't he had that cool much later on? Yeah. forethought to... Yeah. No. I, don't, I don't think it is. I think he's just an artist who's in touch with, you know, 
just putting out what he's thinking. And now he, you, you know, you're obviously changing. You're moving every single day. You're never the same. So let's revisit this story. And fuck, you know, there's a totally different side of this thing. And that I thought that was one of the coolest things I've seen in music in general. So, <clears throat> but this album, back to the artist in the ambulance. Yeah, that song, fucking amazing. The whole goddamn thing. It's, it's got that younger starts out with cold cash and cold hearts starts with that young early fuck the system like yeah. money grubbing motherfuckers like they're taking over <laughs> everything you know they that's what was fueling all of us at that time anyway you know if it wasn't a breakup it was hating the government it's still kind of is really i guess well it's you know you think of it <clears throat> literally almost 20 years later it's still pretty relevant Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these things are current, and it was probably relevant. Looking yeah. back, you know, it's just a something. General just don't song change. about it's a general song about greed and evil, basically. Yeah, it's oh man, as I, I'm like I'm like scrolling and I'm thinking like, what do I where do I want to really like go with it and talk about? Like, there's just so much about it. You ever feel so overwhelmed? You don't just you just don't know where to start. Yeah. You don't even know what to say because you're like, well, that's cool. That's cool. Normally that's cool. you just start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. The year was 1982. <laughs> my mother was, it was in the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> dilated. I reached out with my right hand and pulled myself out by her labia. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's how I was born. You're a strong little kid. I, you know, it's all downhill from there. Okay. <laughs> so stare at the sun. This is just kind of an interesting thing because I like to always tell a personal story when we review these albums where I was, how I felt something that happened. Uh, I was in the military with this dude, Kevin Watson. Um, <coughs> we were pretty good friends for like four years, three, four years. Okay. While we we're in, he ended up getting booted out over some bullshit involving drugs. Right. Not really a big deal. Long story short, he moved back to Florida, you know, and we were casual friends, more like friends through friends, but then he would just like pop in and stay at my house. Uh, and him and his girlfriend would come out and they'd go snowboarding every year. So cool. he'd come out. He was a big Thrice fan too. And uh, one of the last times he came out here, we were in my garage and he was just going on and on about Stare at the Sun. And he was, we were playing it. He was like singing it. Great moment. Didn't think too much of it. Just generic. Well, then he died in a plane crash. And that's like my last, like Fuck. one of my last memories <clears throat> is of him just going on about Stare at the Sun, which wasn't never really one of my favorite songs. I always liked it, but. I don't know. It's just now it now and now I do. You know what I mean? In hindsight, you look back and you're like, yeah. yeah, he did. He did. And that's that was our one of our last moments was was that. It's weird how those little things those it, take something big to make something small mean something. Yeah. Which makes you wonder why anything means anything to anybody. Yeah, it's all simulation, bro. <laughs> do do do. Yeah. It's crazy though. <laughs> I mean I can It I is can, it is wax. The other one is wax wings or whatever. Melting point of wax. Melting point of wax, yeah. Um, I got some wax wings on me, bro. You Courtesy do. see of Ryan. You got, that whole arm's pretty much this album. Yeah, it's pretty much, yeah, almost all of it. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, there's a little, some identity crisis in there and yeah. some other things, but. Uh, Sometimes I forget. I don't look at my arms very often, you know. Yeah, there's you a lot. There's a wax wings. Shoot it in the left eye, feel it in the right side. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. The one that most everyone asks is that, you? Your, is that your wife? Because <laughs> Ryan tattooed really? a woman's face on my arm. Yeah. 
They always go, who, they either say, is that your wife if they know me? Or they go, who is that? Uh, if they don't, I just say, oh, it's, it's a song lyric. But uh, yeah, Ryan tattooed my entire life. I mean, arm. does that look like Billy though? Not at all. Not at all. So it's just, just a dumb question. People are idiots. Yeah. I don't know if you caught on. I had somebody tell me once that that looked like Amanda. Not at all. And I was like. Not even a little bit. That is a full-on <laughs> Japanese geisha. What are you fucking talking about? My wife is Amanda? Polynesian beauty. Like, that's a completely different part of the world, person. Like, I realize it's a female, but you need to learn to judge a little bit. Come it's on. honestly, it's like that exact thing where with, with our buddy Dave that I met him the second time, you never go, hey, Jeremy, right? Never guess the name. Never say something <laughs> stupid like that. Is that, your, is that Amanda? That must be your wife, huh? Yeah. yeah. No. no. What the married to a geisha? It's 2022. Jesus, come on. Uh, hopefully they're still geishas, but I don't know. Is sure she a geisha? Are. She's not a geisha. She's a... Uh, it was modeled after one, but she's holding a sword, and there's a severed samurai head up here. Fuck yeah. So there's a whole thing there, but... So I would say, you know, when like one of their most popular songs is obviously the artist in the ambulance. I yeah. think it's the second most listened to stream song out of all their albums. What's the first? I think it's freaking Black Honey off of uh, uh, To Be Everywhere Is To Be Nowhere. Hmm. So, um, but. That one is good. A lot of times like. No, nope, it's the first. It Black is the Honey's first? number two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to like almost not like it. I don't know if you ever get that way. You're like, I don't want to like, really like their most popular song. <clears throat> every, now, just, every now and again, but this one's too fucking good. The story is incredible. Yeah. It's it is never, good. it's never like lost on me. Is it my favorite song on this album? Not like to listen to. Is it like one of the best stories? Uh, kind of. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love listening to it. Even the beginning that gets me from the beginning, the drums, everything. Yeah, that, that guitar is... It's too fucking good. Oh my God, it's so good. Hood, Hood's on Peregrine. I love that fucking track too. I mean, who the fuck if writes be, a song with that lyric <laughs> and makes it sound good? I mean, to be honest, I didn't even know what Peregrine was for a long time. I and then either. I learned about the Falcons and everything that goes on there. I was like, holy shit. A lot this, of this word, stuff. I've heard this word before, then... Buried it or forgot about it. Sure shit, later on, this song pops up and I go, holy fuck, holy fuck. Yeah. I got to revisit this. And sure shit, there it is. Well, I Amazing. Haven't, I haven't listened to Thrice in general for the last couple of years very much at all. Kind of pulled it out of rotation because I listened to it so much. Yeah. And uh, so uh, this album specifically, I haven't listened to in, I don't know, forever. Mm-hmm. And it is better than I remember. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't. I've never gone like years without listening to this album because, I mean, or thrice in general. They're just they're in my list. You I know. There's like Deftones, Glassjaw, Thrice. Yeah. Fucking. There's just certain ones that you just don't ever let go of. So I don't know if you know this about me, but um, I get hung up on stuff sometimes. No way! Crazy, weird. So like when their last couple albums, when he went religious, okay, when Dustin the lead singer went religious and then they went on hiatus. They didn't break up and he went to be a pastor at this church. And was that beggars 
Or was uh, it the one after Beggars? It was after Beggars. It was the Heads and Tails one. The one with the coin toss. Yes. But he's been religious his whole life. Yeah? I didn't realize it. And I know I shouldn't yeah. care. It's not like his religious views are not my religious views. And exactly. It, it, it makes no difference. And he's really not pushing them on you at all because he's such an amazing writer. Exactly. It was so, he's so good at writing that for a, forever I didn't even realize it was spiritual. Which is really stupid to say out loud. But yeah, it really is. Um, but it, that kind of started like putting a bad taste in my mouth and then their direction I appreciate it as a fan because I'd be an ignorant asshole to not appreciate it I'm mm-hmm. just lost like this last album I just I just do not like it huh um, just straight up just not a fan I appreciate what they're doing I get that they can't continue to do you know their first four albums over and over and yeah, over you can't make these things and they no. don't want to they're old they're it would sound stupid you know? if they were still trying to write that shit right. like now yeah. but <clears throat> it just um can't get it out of my head <laughs> and it kind of like made me just push back you know put them in the closet yeah. a little bit because i was like a little heartbroken you know so i get hung up on stuff and you're heartbroken I'm, that somebody was moving on and growing yeah no stay with me stay with me cuddle S- stay cuddle. with me forever don't, don't go don't go yeah so i feel that sometimes i feel that but it's tough i mean i think we all as music fans have a tendency to you know, you're like, whoa, rewrite that album I like. Well, what's the fucking point? What's right. the point of rewriting? Just the- stay on that album, then just re-listen to that album. Yeah. But it it's it's just a thing where if, we, if you're listening to music as a... If you're not thinking of it as groups of people making art, and it just is a song, you can easily think of the band as something outside that's not making anything you like anymore. Right. You know? Yep. And <clears throat> I I get that, too. But as an artist, and when you get into music even more and you learn about these people, you learn that they, you know, they are people. We're all people. That's what's beautiful about it. And then <clears throat> they have to grow too. <laughs> like, they're not going to be 40 writing 22-year-old lyrics again. It's just not going to happen. No. And, and these guys are, like, I would say standouts amongst, especially this genre that they started in, which they're still in. Um, I mean, like they gave back donated portions of their album sales to charity. Almost, yeah. I think on every album they've ever done, um, there's never been a lineup change. It's yeah. always been the same. Um, really, they just like genuinely seem like solid people to the point where it almost seems as if they don't really like being in a band for the like at least from the fame. Yeah, portion. well, they're they're not rock stars. No, they're no, just musicians. Yeah, and. I don't know how many time, but times I've seen them, but the last time I saw them <clears throat> at uh, the complex. Oh, yeah. And the time before I saw them, I don't remember where that one was for, for sure, but every time I see these guys, and, and last time for sure, because I, I stayed pretty sober at this one because I was by myself. And <clears throat> it was like they're all a bigger stage at this point. They're not playing on these tiny things where you can talk to each other and shit. Right. They all have at least like 15 feet between them. Right. And the drummer's up on a fucking four foot drum fucking stadium, whatever you call it thing, drum riser. And they didn't miss one fucking beat. No. And they didn't talk to each other the whole fucking set. They each stayed in their own little area. They were jumping around doing their own thing, but they didn't like cross over. They didn't say shit. They, and Dustin's very 
he he's a fucking stoic motherfucker. I don't know Very if you've much. ever like listened to interviews with him and stuff, but he's just oh, yeah. a super stoic dude. So he stays in his space. He's got his fucking spot. He's, he is what he is, you know? He's man <clears throat> a few words between, like he doesn't say really anything between songs, like most right. guitarists. And if singers. he does, like sometimes it's funny, but he ain't no comedian. It's usually a, a sentence or two. Yeah. And he's very respectful and everything. Uh, but as far as the show is concerned, I remember leaving thinking, I think that is the tightest I've seen a band. Because I know their music pretty well. And they weren't doing just like regular, all right, we got eight counts between this. Right. And then six counts between this and then back to eight or whatever the fuck. They're not doing that. Like, they would just sit there and let it feed back for a minute. I realize they got a metronome in their ear, maybe. Maybe somebody's back there fucking talking, all right, we're going to come in on four or whatever. But I don't think so. I don't either. I think it's just think a they band. Just they, know the they've timing. been doing this for over 30 years now? Yeah. 30 years? Well, uh, 25 plus? The first album came out in 2001, 02, 01. So 20 01. years. Yeah. 21 years. 21 years they've been doing this. They probably and were a band. They've been that doing the bit. same shit. I think it's just a matter. They just know, and I think it's cool when you see four guys up there that just know when the fuck this is gonna feel right, and then, boom, and everything fucking works. I got a little emotional there. God, for a it's good. You know, it's just really good. If 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 you're a fan of Thrice and you haven't seen them, you're really fucking up. You really are, because it's amazing. I only got to see them. Um, I think it was only twice. Really? Yeah. I remember the first time I saw him was in the venue. And I went with Billy, my wife Billy, uh, my little brother, and a friend of ours. Um, and I remember just being, I mean, I have a picture of it. I could tell you the picture on my Facebook, you know, if yeah. you scroll back. Yeah. And it, it was probably 12, 12 plus, 14 years ago. Huh. And I just remember being like, finally, finally, finally. Yeah. I'm here. And then I saw him, uh, I swear I saw him at the complex. I don't know. I can't even remember. That's what's weird. I just haven't seen him a lot live, but both times it was just like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking... You and I saw him in the venue. We did. On their 20, when they when they broke up. Yeah, okay. Or on the, not their I breakup. I could have swore their, we went their together. Their hiatus, yeah, yeah, we saw him on that one. <clears throat> was that the in the venue too? That was at in the venue, yes, because so there was the upstairs bar outside at the back. So I've seen him at the in, in the venue twice, and I, saw, <laughs> I think I saw him at the complex. Yeah. I saw him somewhere else. Either way... So I like, saw them on their most recent time through when they came through on the most recent album and it was just as fucking mind blowing. So, and I know we're reviewing artists in the ambulance, that album, but I think I have to bring up the fact that my wife's wedding vows were from anthology, their song anthology. <laughs> um, she did that just to really stick it in there. Ooh. Make sure you weren't going Nowhere, motherfucker. I mean, it just... <laughs> I mean, as a whole, uh, Anthology is hands down my favorite Thrice song. Because they were going on a hiatus when that... You know, yeah. it, when it came out, they didn't... They hadn't already said it. But they knew. But they knew. And that song's context is just so perfect. Yeah. And, oh my God, when I even think about it, I get the chills. Yeah, we could... I mean... We could look at these guys' catalog forever. It's and, insane. And talk forever. Even because there's a, you know, the song about the Twin Towers Ugh. right afterwards. Yeah. Fuck. Took me a minute for that one to hit, but. A lot of those ones I it's, didn't. It's, it's the idea of taking 
your idea of the song musically matching it to the lyrics just as much mm-hmm. you know there's too many times i think where the music's just written and the lyrics are put over the top and they just really hope that somehow those two bone together and make a good baby <laughs> but like it doesn't work like that all the time like you get a lyricist like in spirit box or something where she's super vague on what's going on all right it's gonna work whatever right but these aren't this isn't vague. Like he's telling a fucking story, and every single one of these, every song he's written, every song is he's that written way. is is very specific, and and he, he means what he's saying. But at the same time, he's putting the right words with the right music. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's uh, well, he's clear. He's a very rel- well-read individual. I know this from just reading articles, yeah, yeah, interviews and stuff. He's clearly a bit of a writer mm-hmm. himself, and it's always interesting when you. You can. There's a, just a, a big difference between bands that have a lead singer or whoever. You know, it doesn't have to be the lead singer that writes everything, but mm-hmm. um, you can just tell a difference when you're literally could be writing a novel or a book or yeah, like this guy writes music like an author, yeah, and a, an author that happens to be a poet, singer, guitarist, and I mean producer. We, we don't want to forget about Tepe and the other guys in, well, yeah. in the band. Like the the band itself is a is amazing but if we're talking about dustin he has a couple acoustic albums and he has the best cover of fucking wrecking ball i've ever fucking heard yeah <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> so saucy. good so good uh, he, also he lets a it loose on the acoustic, acoustic shit oh we jam that every christmas love that shit we do man this is war that track yeah. gets me Woo. gets you I think you just have a crush on Dusty. You know, between him and Bill Murray, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to get... Oh, by the way, we got one comment on that tattoo, so we're waiting for one more Bill Murray. Oh, that's tattoo. right. So on social media, we need one more. Was it two or three? I, don't I know. think it was two. Two. One more person other than Dave and Alex chime in. Ryan's tattooing a tattoo machine, not gun. Without my fingers. Without his fingers. Goddamn. But, uh, yeah, so Tepe's a... Super talented dude. Um, and then it, we got to talk about the fact that Eddie and Riley are brothers. I mean. Again. Brothers that are somehow making it work. What the fuck, Oasis? Boys. Oh, I was thinking he did, but whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Oasis. I'm trying not to go Come back. Come on, Noel. <laughs> I'll go back to 96. Oh, shit. What is it, Gallagher's? Are they the Gallagher's? Gallagher's, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's just it's just insane. They're like super talented to go twenty one years, still be together, still putting out music. Um Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like they lost me a little bit with beggars. They came back with to be always You know, it it it's just fluctuates. But I like beggars a they're lot growing more now. In, yeah, they're growing at a different yeah, everybody grows at different rates, but like yeah, I beggars I thought was Pure fucking hot garbage when it came out. I remember chatting Like, about what that. is this indie fucking horse shit acoustic stuff you're doing? But I had never listened to Dustin's, uh, you know, acoustic stuff. And honestly, I was pretty fucking closed-minded piece of shit at the time. <laughs> I listen to Beggars Now. I super love it. It's one of my favorites. Um, but the, the artwork was different. It's like super simple yeah. artwork. Like, I was just in a different headspace. And that's okay. I mean, I, I struggled for a while, like... I think the more you like a band, the more you you just get too. It's like a relationship. You're like, are you chewing? Are you chewing too loud? 
You too, like you, you know, you, just get you sit super on the couch, fucking picky about yeah. Things, you're yeah. like, what are you fucking doing? Because you stare at them every fucking day. Mm-hmm. You're like, your face. I just want to punch your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was hung up on Riley. You know, like his drum sound was not my at the time. Uh-huh. Was not like what I was into. Into beggars. Um, I on, feel like it changed on beggars. It did a change lot. a lot on beggars. That's why I would say where it made a polar shift. But he's always played like. At one point, his uh, crash cymbals were actually ride cymbals. So he's like huh. using these giant fucking 22-inch ride cymbals as, as cra- a crash. As a crash. As hard as you fucking can. So they're just so slow and dark, and um, they just have a different sound. It's just different. Hmm. And now I'm like, I want to get 30-inch ride cymbals on all my cymbals <laughs> on my drive. <laughs> you know? But at the time, yeah. I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah. And he was, because he was Makes doing sense. his own fucking thing. Yeah. And it, it, it makes sense now. And honestly, the other thing was he's not like, he's not like the greatest fucking drummer. He's not a bad drummer at all. But there's some drummers who are like Jesus Christ. Oh my God, the drummer for mm-hmm. uh, Periphery, like, oh yeah, Periphery, yeah, or Periphery. Sorry, I always it's think. whatever. Yeah, but this again, apples animals as leaders or something like that. apples to oranges, really. You know, but he's things. he's just solid. Although his drumming on like Illusion of Safety and Identity Crisis, it's pretty rough at, at times. It's straight up, you're like, what? Did you just add a, like a whole measure in there? Like, that wasn't even there. The hell was that maneuver? <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Silhouette, I'm just going to play that intro because it's one of my yeah, favorite intros, dude. Just. Again, it's 2003. He's got the same snare, snare. drum. They share it, I think. Um, yeah, it, I meant I think, the actual same yeah. drum. Poison the well was <laughs> in the studio. Yeah, they just said, just leave that set up. I'm going to use the same shit. Just fucking, just let me use it. It's crazy. Um, yeah, but, that that's so good. But no. that that's like more of their punk rock too. Like you hear the punk rock bass because you listen to Illusion of Safety and stuff. So they were even clat like classified as punk rock for a long time right i don't know i don't know that i've ever heard it straight up like classified as punk, punk rock? rock punk core it's certainly much more whatever yeah because i mean this post-hardcore is a as a genre which is where i feel like they started to just generally be classified as mm-hmm. i felt like it wasn't even really called post-hardcore until after this album came out like when you probably when do you it, feel like when that was really started being referenced post hardcore post hardcore at the, in 2003 I don't really recollect that being set as a genre yeah I don't even I feel know. like it's like a retrospective it was emo yeah emo screamo fucking punk, whatever hardcore like all those things but I don't but certainly the the two albums prior were a little bit more punk rock yeah definitely and they and they but they've just continually evolved as we've said because mm-hmm. Visu got um the album after this was not really super well received by a lot of fans. Um, it's great. I fucking love that album, but it, it got, still don't know what the fuck is on the cover of that thing. Yeah. Well, we had a text conversation <laughs> that went off for a minute. You were, you were really racking your brain I on that one. Figure it out. Some things are just not meant to be. Okay. To be known. Blood clots and black holes. One of my favorite on this one. Just the way that, like oh my god damn it get it to the fucking chorus 
me get it. Let me get it. Can't afford a producer. It's it's all Pat. I can do this. I can do this. It sets up shop behind your rib cage, building blood clots and black holes like using an axe to pull a sliver from your skin. <laughs> Wait, what? Severed head. Yeah. Bayside. A severed head is sedative. I actually, you know, it wasn't as easy as it is now to read lyrics as you play your Spotify. Right. I don't think it was uh, definitely years in before I ever really realized what he was saying there. A severed head is sedative. I was like, I always heard the sedative and I was like, what the fuck? I mean. One, One lyric that stuck with me that I never remember exactly where it all comes from, but is... That next one where he says, to be at peace would be a sin and surely un-American. Yeah, that's... That's the thing that constantly rings true when I travel or like the times I've been out of the country and come back and see just the way the society works in the place I was and now the society working in the place I am. Um, It is a very un-American thing to just sit and enjoy your space. You would be way too happy in this place if you were told to just sit and enjoy your space. If they let you go home for an hour and a half, two hours in the middle of the day to go have a nap and a glass of wine with your family, kiss your kids and then go back to work, fuck you. No. Well, you, Don't I mean, do that shit. No, you have to be. That's un-American. You can't be at peace. You got to constantly be on the grind. Constantly doing whatever. Lazy piece of shit. Yeah, or you're a lazy piece of shit. And look at all these millionaires. You could be a millionaire. What the fuck's wrong with you? Why don't you want to do that? It's so dumb, dude. We live in a strange culture. So dumb. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, we could fucking oh. we could jerk this album off all night long. We really this could. part I gotta just. Oh, because... Yes, I just. <laughs> I just thought begging I you for. I, pre- begging I thought you'd appreciate how kiss. emo the fuck yeah. that is. Burning right beneath your wrist, begging for a razor's kiss to free you from your skin. Fuck, that's good. <laughs> so good. Don't tell and we won't ask. You know, not really like a song that sticks out as something I... Like, Like it's not the track I click on, but I think just the title of that uh, is fucking badass. It's one of the better titles to a song. Don't tell and we won't ask. Uh, never work without your gloves because you're a smart kid. Also, uh, go ahead. Sorry. 
Well, I think that's like kind of going back to the first one. You're not going to ask the questions if they don't tell you these things to, you know, it's just a herd mentality. If you're a part of the herd, you end up just moving with the herd. And if right. the herd isn't told these little things, that's what, you know, that the internet is an amazing thing for because there's a bunch of information out there now where people are seeing all of these fucked up things that have been happening. But if we're not told those things to begin with, just like a child, then we're all just fucking children. Just no matter how old you are to the people controlling it, you're a fucking four year old, you know? Well, and, uh, I don't know to, I mean, it's good and bad, but the internet, like, inf- like you're saying, the information age and all that, mm-hmm. um, it's weird because we're, you know, people will still argue that we're still being controlled, you know, by the system and the man and all that right, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we clearly have more information than we could possibly. Oh, we have too much, and that's the problem. You don't know what's real and what's not. Exactly, and that's that's the new. And if the man, if the man is smart, you know, if the, the man is as smart as he was before, he's going to use that and know, like, well, I'll just flood it with all this extra horse shit. Right. Exactly. You know, such a strange. I also do like that, uh, um, clearly not foreshadowing. There's no goddamn way he wrote that song. <laughs> and then he was like, hey, um, when we write that album, To Be Everywhere is To Be Nowhere. Yeah. In let, like 15 years from now? Yeah. 14 years later, to, or no, sorry, 13 years later to be exact. But uh, Paint the Target, you know, and the, and the title of that song. Mm-hmm. Kind of aligns with the song Whistleblower, where it's basically the, like the drone pilot. Oh, uh, yeah. I was thinking about that as I was just listening, because, you know, basically he's telling that story of this drone pilot. That's what like, they call it, right? You paint the target, and then paint you, the target. you basically lock it on, and then you... And it has that boom, same kind of yeah. vibe, like, don't think about it, just do your job, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, you know... Because really, when you boil the world and life down, it's really all the same shit. Just said differently. It's super simple and super fucking depressing sometimes. That's why I don't have kids. And it's super beautiful sometimes at the same time. It's like it's anything, all you gotta take the good with the bad. It's all your perspective, Pat. Fuck. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I grab myself a hot cup of coffee from Brew House <laughs> Coffee. It's our only sponsor. And I think about how I'm gonna crush the day by being positive. I'm gonna fucking crush this day. For instance, the other day, I was driving home. I had a, just a perfectly normal day. Uh-huh. Had a, some pros, some cons, some ups, some downs. I listened right. to some Nine Inch Nails all day, and I drove home just fucking waving at people, thumbs up to bike in a riders. Good, in a good way. In a good way. In a great huh. way. I said, Trent Reznor's inside of me. I should be miserable and want to maybe do heroin. Right. But no. I want to spread the joy. It's weird though. You little, you listen to Pretty Hate Machine. Like all the words make you want to be miserable, but the sound makes you want to dance. I was dancing all the it's way home. Fucking weird. That's industrial music for you. <laughs> industrial rock. Super weird. For some reason, I come home with a smile on my face and like a fishnet T-shirt. <laughs> it's like, hey baby, what's up? I'm smiling while I'm mainlining this fucking dope. <laughs> Gonna be great. I mean, Check I know. Check out his new Depeche Mode <laughs> album. Fuck. Trent Reznor's a god. Uh huh. I was going to actually text you and Dave the other day. I know this has nothing to do with <laughs> with what we were it's talking totally about. totally off topic. As usual, I'm derailing the conversation. Way but to Trent go. Trent Reznor, I think, is in the... He's up there with Dustin for me. Yeah. He's he amazing. Is, I mean, he scores movies. 
He mm-hmm. he is just fucking good. I forget. He's got it. It. Yeah. I forget who it was, but there's a story of ah fuck. Somebody went in to talk to Trent, like went to his place to talk to Trent about like doing music for a movie or maybe like working with him on an album or something. Fuck, I can't remember who it was, and that makes the story stupid. But <laughs> the guys the guy was saying <laughs> First impression was just like super off-putting and weird, but totally what you would expect. Because the house, like gorgeous, big, awesome house, right? But it's all just lit with red light bulbs. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> you know, it's the middle of the night or whatever. It's dark outside, and the whole house is just lit with or lit with red. He just nothing's that clear. It's just that nocturnal. Like I'm sure he walked around the corner with like a cup of tea. His, Smile. What's up, man? His life is Here, the crow, the, the original crow. <laughs> he is he is the crow embodied as a musician. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good shit. We'll talk about Nine Inch Nails yeah, later. Sorry. Anyway. But it was a great day. I was, I was dancing all the way. Good. Anyway, I, we could, uh, as usual, I just like to talk about how it makes me feel, where I was, what I did, and not so much about just dissecting it there's just too much to dissect what are you gonna go listen to the shit yeah just go listen to it dissect it yourself yeah what do you think we could sit here and break it down and be a three and a half hour podcast and it wouldn't even be your impression no so go listen to yourself get your own impression do look listen uh look up what paper tigers are because i think you told me what they were back in the day yeah the chinese chinese thing chinese thing look it up do that shit i'm not gonna ruin it we won't we won't do that um, thanks for being patient with us. I know it was a couple more weeks between this episode. Yeah. We're summertime, we warned you. We're two thirds of the way through summer. So pretty are we soon. Already? We are. Yeah, wow. we're getting there. So before you know it, I will be in a deep depression with nothing to do. <laughs> and we will probably be knocking these out every two weeks again. <laughs> Things gonna get super dark again. Yeah. Back into like sleep token era. I'm gonna be <laughs> probably crushing up my antidepressants, mainlining <laughs> those puppies just to just keep sprinkling going. them on the edge of my keystone so I can yeah. fucking get it in there at the same time. Don't worry about me; I'll be fine. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Anyway, well, uh, Ryan, you got any last words? No, I think that's pretty much it. Both these albums are great, and um, if you don't know them. Noah, thanks for listening. All right, just remember, uh, we're just two assholes in headphones. Headphones. Okay.